Oh yes. A bit of a Punjabi special. You can hear that Kalimonic in the back. A little, little fun fact about him, man. You know, everyone... We'll get straight into it, I guess. But everyone that that knows Kaldeep Manik, they're like, oh, like, you know, he's he's like a proper Punjabi this, that. Apparently he was um, Muslim. And he was like this, I don't know if it's Marasi or Varasi. I don't know, some certain thing. Anyways, a little disclosure, actually, before we do get started. Some of this episode might be in Punjabi. I'm trying to do a little, a separate one <laughs> to the Sunday service. Um, one of the boys at work... This guy, not even a boy, is <laughs> like 36. Uh, one of the men at work was like, you know, I'll listen to your podcast while I'm on the forklift. Shout out to you. I know you're listening to this right now. But like, um, he was like, oh, yeah, I listen to it. Like, you should do one in Punjabi, bro, because, you know, I don't really know English like that. And I was like, you know what? Got you, my G. I got you. Um, And on top of that, actually, there was there's a... Um, who did I meet? Oh, I forgot your name. This, Anyways, we've got some people, South Indians, that watch. And they speak their own different. Obviously, you don't speak Punjabi. Obviously, some most of you don't speak Hindi at all. They speak, like, you know, their own little Malayalam, Tamil, this, that. Crazy how much it ranges because it's not even, like, a different country. You know what I mean? Whereas in Europe, it's like, imagine if they got Europe and they just put, like, you know... Brussels, France, Spain, like all together. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's literally crazy how they don't speak the same language. They look different, different religion, but it's all still the same country. But yeah, a lot of Christian South Indians, and that caught me way off guard. You know what I mean? And you guys are committed. You guys are committed out there if there's any Southies listening that are Christian. Because a lot of the a lot of the Hindu boys nowadays and a lot of the, the Sikh Munde... You know what I mean? By the way, I got this blocked nose. I don't know if you can tell. Surely you can. But they might be, you know, semi-dedicated. Depends on the person, of course. But, like, these Christian South Indians, especially I never came across any till I came to Melbourne. And I was like, wow, you guys exist? On top of that, you're Christian? Because they'd have names like, you know, uh, Matthew. Or then some of them would have, it's weird, they'd have, like, um, Indian names and then they'd be Christian. Or, like, a Sri Lankan would have, like, some... Lankan name and be Christian. I was just like, no way. Um, but it's crazy how dedicated they are. Way they have their own little church groups. They have their own little um every Sun. Uh, yeah, whatever the Sun literally Sundays. You know what I mean? Copying me. But like, and they actually go. They go to church. Whatever. You really do. You see, like, you know, a lot of people eat meat now. Like, I think most Hindus aren't meant to eat meat or whatever. But like. I'm not saying you're doing wrong if you're doing all that, but I'm just crazy. It, I'm just, like, thinking how crazy it is. These, like, Christian Southies, obviously it was, you know, they got converted ages ago because the white man, the European man came, if it was Portuguese, English, French, whatever. Some European came with Christianity and was like, you should follow this. And they just totally stuck to it, man. They've been more dedicated than ever. They're more dedicated. And I think... I low-key think they're more dedicated, well, at least back in the day, but nowadays it's changed, but they were more dedicated because they had to differentiate themselves from the other Indians to the Europeans. Quick example. European guy comes, he sees little Raju over there, right? Hey, come over here, come be Christian. 
Roger was like, all right, like, I'll do it. Like, I mean, hopefully he agreed to it. Hopefully it wasn't like a little slave situation. But anyways, he agrees to it. He gets baptized. He leaves Hinduism behind or he leaves Buddhism behind. That's like the big religions down south anyways. And he's suddenly Christian. Everyone knows Raju in the in the band, in the gown, whatever. Like, everyone knows him as Raju. He goes to the mandir, you know, regular guy. But now suddenly he has to differentiate himself. Now suddenly he has to go to that new church that's being built by those white guys down the street. Now suddenly he has to wear the cross around his neck. Now suddenly, you know what I mean? And he wants to do it because then he can differentiate themselves, be in the favor of the Europeans. So then they're like, oh, he's a fellow Christian, right? I feel like that's why they, they were so strongly Christian back in the day because they had to differentiate themselves. No, 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 I'm not one of you anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm Christian now. You know what I mean? And it's it's stuck till this day. Bad thing, good thing. I mean, I don't know. Either way, I, I'm not like religious myself, but I did go to like um, Catholic school growing up for a little bit. And, you know, I remember doing like rosary beads. I remember doing, like, it'd be, you go to church on like the Friday or whatever. And then on the Saturday night, you're at the Godwater with your rents, playing with all these other brown kids. Friday, white school, yeah, Catholic church. And then, weekend you have to go to daughter but man i remember making rosary beads i remember doing the our father i remember like oh one time we had this bitch of a teacher dude we had this um name was miss brown wonder where she's at nowadays but i think she was aspiring to be a nun um but she had become a teacher first got a degree and so she was she was like my year one teacher if i'm not mistaken um if memory doesn't fail me my year one teacher, and, and usually you just pray before, um, I don't know if it was morning prayer or if it was like pray at the end of the day, I don't know. But anyways, Miss Brown takes it over the top. You would come in, morning prayer. Before recess, recess prayer. Before lunch, sorry, lunch of the prayer be And then before the day ends, prayer time again. And I don't know if it was the Our Father or the Hail Mary or the blah, 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 or the blah, blah, blah. But I remember doing it and I remember thinking, holy shit, this chick's so religious. And even us as like six-year-olds, I think that's how old you are when you want, you won. Um, even us as six-year-olds, like everyone was like, oh my God, like Ms. Brown, like we have to, you know, even all the Christians, because all the white kids were Christian. Even they're all like, oh my God, like we have to do so much praying this, that. Low key, like there was no religious kid in the class, bro. No six-year-old is religious straight off the bat. Let's just keep that. Let's just get that off the table. No six-year-old is religious. But it's crazy how they were just pushing that on us. And then I would go on the weekend and listen to part, like, you know, um at the Gordora and, you know, do my do my due diligence over there, Matatekano, Dirty Nor Batro, you know. Um I don't know, dude. I had two worlds colliding. But I was never I was never um never confused i was never like oh am i sick am i christian there was relaxed i never got baptized never did any of that but shout out to all you guys that was um that are still holding it down for christianity man you guys do you got your little friend circle there you don't need too many friends i mean jesus only had 12 friends (laughs) right jesus only had 12 friends and they still betrayed him 12 disciples (coughs) if you know the story you know the story but yeah speaking of the way the way life goes, right? That's just fate, right? Is it fate? Is it not fate? I don't know. You tell me. But like, I think that's fate. Like, the story went that way for him to then 
preach the story to you, you know, regardless if you think the whole story is real, regardless if you're Christian and you believe in it or if you're not. You know, fate works in one of those ways. And, you know, shout out to Khalid Manak, who we were just listening to. You know, you can never escape fate. Can't fight fate. I tell you what, there's this old story. And I'm sure everyone has similar stories in their own cultures, but this old Punjabi story, there was a Sardaria. Menul Sheri If you ever if you ever watch that Molajat movie, which I watched pretty recently with the boys, good fucking movie. Like best um well they spoke in Punjabi, but like actually that's the only Punjabi movie I've ever watched. No lie. I know a lot of people are gonna call cap on that. No lie. I think it's uh, it's a Pakistani Punjabi movie, but regardless, Punjabi, so understand it. Um Best Punjabi movie, oh, only one, but like the best Punjabi movie that I've ever watched. And I'd say the best movie to come out of like, you know, Indian subcontinent, you know, Pakistan, whatever, since like Fair Head of Fairy in like 2006. No joke, no joke. Go check that, bro. Go check that movie. Anyways, in the movie, there's this character and he's like, Menu Sheriadaya. Anyways, so Menu Sheriadaya. Aja Menu Sheriadaya. There was this, once this Sardar, right? And he used to have a galam, like a slave. Uh, on it, in, a, in his cortina, in his, um, I don't know if I should say this in Punjabi or in, whatever. I'll say it in English. All you little cunts that don't know Punjabi. Um, so he, he had this um, galam. And one day, uh, this galam saw moth, right? He came across moth in the cortina. He ran out, he sprinted out to the garden. And the Sardar's out in the garden, right? And he runs to him and he's like, you know, I've just seen, I've just encountered death. I've just encountered moth. And I think if I, if you can lend me one of your horses, I can make it to Lahore before sundown and I should be able to get away from him. I should be safe. Now, the Sardar being a good man that he was, he said, it's okay. Go ahead. Borrow one of my horses. And the Galam jumps on the horse and he rides off towards Lahore. And the Sardar goes into the Kurti where he meets Moth as well. And he asks Moth, he says, why'd you scare my Ghulam like that? And um, Moth says to the Sardar, he says, well, I didn't mean to scare him. I was shocked myself because I was meant to see him in Lahore tonight. It was fate. It was already written. No matter if he tried to escape Moth or not. Moth was going to get him either way, whether it was in the Sardar's Gurti, or whether it was in Lahore, or whether it was in Rawalpindi, Islamabad, Amritsar, wherever he was going to ride to. And so back to the Kaldeep Manak. It can't get no classic than that. Anyway, speaking of like, you know, things... It, it's crazy because I was at work and there was this, um, it all just relates back to the, uh, being a Pakistani Punjabi over there, like the Mola Judd film. Um, there's this Pakistani Punjabi who's like my supervisor. I won't say his name just in case, but like, shout out to you, bro, if you're listening. Um, I didn't even know how similar they are, bro. Like very similar, like freakishly similar. I, you know, like. Their lingo, the way they talk is a bit of different, you know, a bit different. Like their whole, like, um, I feel like they mix it in with the Urdu. I was telling him this because he was talking and I was like, Yar menu pada tu, tu kenda ki hai, par menu teri maksad nahi pada. 
Example. He was talking about something about farms, like Kethi. I knew he was talking about Kethi, and I know what he's talking about, you know, fossil air, this, that. But I didn't know what he was trying to get to, like the point. And I don't know if that's just him, like the way he was talking, because I watched that uh, Mola Jat film, which is in, I think it's in Portahari Punjabi, if anybody knows what that is. But, and I reasonably understood it. But this guy, I had no fucking clue, and he was just from Sialkot. And if you're there, so you probably know where that is. Um, so he was like proper Punjabi, Pakistani. And I had, I like knew what he was saying, but I didn't know what he was trying to get to. And I told him that and he just laughed it off. And he's like, yeah, I speak a weird Punjabi. And I was like, okay, it must just be you. Um, but yeah, two worlds apart, but so similar. So similar, dude. And then I was asking him, I was like, oh, like, you know, what kind of food do you eat over there? This, that, like, is it different? He's like, nah, bro, I ate the same shit you guys eat. And it just, it just goes to show. But a lot of people there just have dead personalities. Like, him, unless I talk to him about, like, you know, like, what's it like in Pakistan? Like, he doesn't have much to talk about. And I, I really think when you stop working five days a week, your personality slowly starts to come back. Because work low-key domesticates you. You know what I mean? Like, because that's what you think about. Unless it's, like, back in the day, you know, when you're... You know, because you're just there by yourself and all you think is like, oh, but at the end of the day, when you're doing it, you're just there by yourself and you're thinking about other stuff. When you go, when you work nine to five and you work five days a week and, you know, it's the next project or it's the next, you know, client that you got to serve and you got to talk to them. And I feel like your personality slowly starts to like, crumble away and I, and you see this with like people that are a few years into a job that they don't like and they're just like oh, I just gotta work bro and I just do this and that you know and then I just on the weekends I just like blah 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 and I just sit around bro not much to do nowadays it's like what are you the same guy that was you know what well, he, he, here's something that really triggered me the people Okay, so laboring versus like office jobs, so different, so different. There's people that have been laboring and then they go into office jobs and their whole personality changes. In laboring, I mean, I was saying some people in my workplace are dead, but that's just because they're just on a forklift all day. They don't have nothing to talk about, nothing to do. So they just sit on that motherfucker and they just drive around, pick up the pallet, put the pallet down, pick up the pallet, pull it down. But when you go into this office space, right? Because you still joke around at laboring. You know, I walk past the field. What's going on, motherfucker? He's was back. What'd you do on the weekend? Oh, you know, giddy time with the boys, you know, this, that. Because um, not going to lie, there's a lot of shit at my work, bro. And they have nothing to do. They ain't got no wife. They ain't got no kids. You know, they're 34 years old, 36 years old. I think the oldest is like 42. Punjabi shut in. They just, you know, live around West Melbourne. Giddy damn, you know what I mean? They all own like a Chrysler. Or in you know, a Jeep. Nummy Jeep. So they still, they still like, you know, they're like beg, shake, whatever. That's all they talk about. I'm like, cool, you guys do that. But now you, you, you go on to compare them to like the office people, right? The office 30-something-year-old. Doesn't have to be this year, but regardless. What do they talk about? They just talk about their work. These guys, they don't talk about work. Because what can they talk about with the forklift and shit? They can only say so much. Yeah, bro, I picked up the pallets from blah, blah, blah section and I put them in this section. 
Okay, cool. And that's that. But these people that work the office shop, so I had this client and, and he came in and, and, and blah, blah, blah. And he didn't want to uh, be part of the program. And then I did it. Okay, cool. But what about you? Okay, cool. Like That's your client. That's your work. But what about you? What are you doing with your... That's it, bro. And is that their fault? Probably not. You know, that's just the way society is nowadays. You have to work those hours to then make the dough, to then, you know, come up. And I know what you're thinking. No, just put it in stock market. Just put it in crypto. Shut up, bro. Shut up. I've heard so much of that shit. And yet nobody that I know has been successful in it. And I know what you're look at the look at the look at the big dogs. Look at the top G's of the world, bro. You don't have to know someone that's been successful. Okay, cool. But that's like the top 0.01%. Anyways. Nine to five, save money, get out of the nine to five. That's what everyone's trying to do. We know that. You know that. I know that. Your dog knows that. But that strips your personality away because suddenly all you talk about is work and once that convo goes, what else is there to talk about? Because on the weekends, you just try and save money by not doing stuff. And I was talking to one of the boys just on the train. I headed to the city and I was like, bro, like, what have you been up to? And he's like, oh, just work, bro. And I was like, fair enough, because if you don't go to work, what else is there to do? Everyone else is at work. Think about it that way. Even if you took that Friday off, right? You get to the end of the week. That's the easiest day to take off, right? Monday, you're like, oh, like, you know, back to you've had your little rest. Friday is the easiest day to take off. And even if you took it off, all you're going to do is sit at home. Now, I know you got something planned and you're going to go on a camping trip and blah, blah, blah. And it's going to be fabulous and you need three days to do it. But realistically... You're probably just going to sit at home because your mate, Kalwinder, your mate, uh, Simran, your mate, Rajul, whatever, fill in the blank. He's at work. She's at work. So what are you going to do, right? So then I was I was saying to him, I was like, yeah, like, you know, what else is there to do? You just kind of go to work. The only days you can really realistically take off is the weekend. Feel bad for the people working on the weekends, bro. You guys are holding it down. There's nothing, nothing worse than being in retail. On a weekend, because that's when it's packed. So all week, you're free. You're free, you're chilling. Trying to stay awake at work. You know, doesn't matter if you work at Foot Locker, uh, you know, JD, you work at blah, 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 fill in the blank, Woolworths, Costco. You know, it's 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 not that busy because everyone's at work. And then the weekend, when, you, when all your mates are free and you're trying to get a shift off, you can't because your work is busy. Imagine being that guy, man. I know someone listening to this works retail on weekends and um bro it sucks to be you. It really does suck to be you. But back in the day it wasn't like that. Everyone had like, you know, similar days off. If you're living in the band, if you were, you know, doing whatever you're doing. And you would just all like live together and like, you know, go to work and back to work together. The commute was by, you know, walking and shit. Like, cause people don't realise like the eighties in like the 80s, 70s in India was like the fucking 1920s in America. Because, you know, like 80s, 70s in America, they had cars, they had everything. Like, don't get me wrong, they had cars in India as well. But, like, the average guy did not have a car. Whereas 80s, America, the average guy had a car. So it's like it was almost back in time, right? So the 70s in India, like when our parents were coming up or, you know, were kids, it was just like they were living in the 20s, dude. Like, their lifestyle was so different. I remember what... I don't remember. But, like, I wonder what, you know, how they've been able to... We're always like, oh, you know, she doesn't know how to use the phone or she doesn't know how to use technology. Of course she doesn't, bro. She made the jump from freaking no electricity in a little bend or a little gong, um, 
and then now she's freaking <laughs> gone. But now she's like here, you know, with the iPhone and the iPad and a FaceTime and a emails and blah blah. Imagine what it's going to be like for us. We're going to be like back in my day, you just had one iPhone, and now you know now we've got chips in our brain and this and that. Like, if that's the jump they've made, right? No, nothing. Like you had to write your tea, you know, to like full on. FaceTime, I can see you. You're in Canada, but I can see you. Imagine the jump we're going to make. And if we're going to be like, oh, shit, I don't know how to work this TikTok thing. I know a lot of people have been saying you need to get on TikTok. I'm trying, man. I'm trying to figure out how to, like, video edit. That shit's hard to do because you don't want to just put up a photo and put up, you know, you're trying to, like, keep people engaged on that app, you know, low, what's it called? Um, when they can't retain too much info, whatever. It's hard, man. It's hard. But anyways, we're gonna end it on that, bro. It is what it is. We got shit to do, but yeah, definitely gonna try and put up more podcasts. I think I've just been lacking because come with the John up and the passage or near, Anna. Corn sauce like jeb hove khali. Corn sauce like roti bhi hove sukhi, Anna. Sukhi roti corn khana chona. तुम्हारे <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, I want to expose my Hindi out there. But just know if you're a Hindi speaker, you can come to me whenever you want. Test your Hindi. We'll be humble. Let's go. Laters. Laters.